0: Talk cheese. Recorded live. Hey everybody, it's Tracy Brown here. Thank you so much for joining in on the Focus on Forgiveness, hosted by ReclaimJoy.com. I'm the founder of Reclaim Joy, and uh, I'm so excited about how this year of 2015 is beginning to roll out. I mean, wow, the, every week just seems like it's going faster and faster. And during the first quarter of 2015, the decision was made to focus on forgiveness, primarily because it kept coming up in the late, last few months of 2014. Many, many of my coaching clients were uh, working on forgiveness, so that they could live a better life and have a a life they love. And it seemed to come up on other webinars a lot that we as a group of people in the world in the 21st century, we're getting all these opportunities to practice forgiveness. And so that has generated a series of programs and events hosted by Reclaim Joy during the first quarter of 2015 with this theme of forgiveness. There was a webinar a few weeks ago, and today there will be five different sessions on the topic of forgiveness as part of the focus on forgiveness. And during the month of March, there will be a two-week intensive, virtual intensive lab that allows you to really dig into specific issues, concerns, or people that you want to practice forgiveness with. So for more information about any and all of those, please visit Focus2015.info, the website Focus2015.info, or if you can't remember that, then just go to ReclaimJoy.com and there's a tab there that will also link you to all of the information. In this particular session, I get the pleasure of uh, chatting about forgiveness with Juliet Vorster. Juliet is the author of Igniting Success Beyond Belief How to Get From Where You Are to Your Greatest Yet To Be. And what Dennis Merritt Jones said about Juliet is that she's one of the clearest thinkers he knows and she's fully committed to what she teaches she not only talks the talk she walks the walk the principles Juliet teaches will enrich every area of your life beyond what you currently can conceive of if you use them Juliet speaks with an authentic voice she's transparent passionate wise beyond her years, joyful, and has a sense of humor that will make the journey through this book a pleasure. And I can affirm everything that Dennis Merritt Jones says. And if you've been on previous virtual summits hosted by Reclaim Joy, you may remember that Juliet has participated in several of those and every time has shared practical ideas that we can use in our lives every day. And the only thing I will add is that um, Juliet is easy, easy to remember because she's also known as the metaphysical motivator. And I've been motivated by her, and I hope that you will be motivated by her today as well. Welcome, Juliette.
1: Tracy, thank you. Thank you so much for that um, amazing introduction. Um, I'm very blessed to have this opportunity to be with you again and to be in service to our wider community. It it absolutely is my passion to enable everybody to live a life where they recognize their worth and value and that they really are in that place. as Your organization talks about all the time to reclaim joy. I think that's just a brilliant business name. And so, so it's a delight. It's a joy for me to be here with you today.
0: Ah, well, you know, in previous summits that we've done together and conversations we've had sharing with the world, a lot of those have been really about some, you know, basics of just clarifying what is it that you want to, who do you want to be in your life and, and some really... Um, basics around identifying yourself. But the topic today, forgiveness, while it is for each one of us, you know, that we forgive, we forgive for our own health, it's, it's a different kind of thing. It, it involves us looking at our interactions with others and not only looking at ourselves. So I am um, excited to kind of have that shift and as we focus on forgiveness today
1: Mm, absolutely and i want to start off with a great quote um it comes from you know a spiritual master lily tomlin who knew forgiveness forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past now i'm going to say that again because it's like what Forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past because how many of us are rerunning those old stories where we're telling ourselves those stories of, oh, she did this and he did that and that organization did this and we're, we're stuck in those stories and, and we're, thus we're living in a past but of course what we know about the way the human mind and the human body works is that whenever we're remembering, whenever we're bringing back those parts, we're actually creating disconnection in our body right now because our brilliant minds can't tell the difference from what was to what is. We just experience everything in the infinite now. And when we do that, you know, we're creating all kinds of challenges on a physical level as well as on a mental, emotional, and spiritual level. So, yeah, I just love, you know, who knew that Lily Tomlin was such a spiritual master? And so it's a great way to really think about this idea of, Oh, because I I, I listened into your first segment, which Tracy, it was amazing. And thank you so much for setting us off on this day of talking about forgiveness in such a powerful way. I love those those four steps that you talked about. And it really just reminds me that in every moment, we have choices. And I think sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes we get stuck in the stories that we're telling ourselves, and we forget that. We forget that we, we have the choice to forgive or to stay stuck where we are. We have the choice to make, make different decisions about how we show up and about how we interact with everybody. And, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough one. It, sometimes it's so easy to forget that and stay stuck in the story, don't you think?
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, my, my favorite getting stuck quote is from Winston Churchill. And he said, um, if you're stuck in hell, keep going or keep moving, you know, because we feel like we're stuck in, in this hell, in this situation that we don't want. But if we stay there and don't move, we'll always be right there in the pain, in the hell of the experience of life. And it's like, no, okay, forgiveness is one of those ways that we get to keep moving through it so that we get to a different place that you know i guess if we did opposites that would be heaven on earth
1: yeah i'm all in favor of that but absolutely yeah another another wise person winston churchill (laughs) so
0: thinking about this
1: idea what what i would love to do if you're cool with this is i would just love to share my biggest forgiveness story and and You know, all I firmly believe that everything happens for us in life, even the incredibly challenging situations that that unfold in our lives, that in some way, even if it's incredibly difficult to understand in the moment, that everything does happen for us, for our growth, for our learning, for us to be the very best that we can be and to step into a greater version of ourselves all the time. So one of the things that that really has been present and it's been a a beautiful story that I've told many, many times and I just recognize the gift that it brought me in in my opportunity of understanding forgiveness from a different perspective. We often hear that forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about setting us free. It's about allowing us to no longer, you talked about suffering that beasting over and over again. I think of it as, Every time we get a situation where we 're not forgiving it 's like carrying a big backpack and putting a stone in our backpack and we get weighed down by all these different things that we live with that we haven 't let go of in our life mm-hmm. so my big stone the probably the biggest stone in my entire life i was um, I was born and immediately adopted as a very young baby, and I was raised by the folks that I call my parents my My dad has since made his transition but You know, the the people who adopted me were mum and dad to me. And like so many people in the world, you know, I was was growing up as a young person and getting into those teenage years and got a little bit rebellious. Nothing particularly radical, but, you know, my dad liked the house to be run in a certain way. And I was, you know, kind of resisting that a little bit. And at, at one point, there was a day when we but got into an argument and in his frustration, and I know that anybody who has parented teenagers can completely understand this moment of frustration. In his frustration, he said to me, I'm going to put you back in a children's home if you don't uh, toe the line, if you don't behave the way I want you to behave. Now for me, that moment was a defining moment in my life at that point. And that, that sentence spoken was something that I had as this huge boulder, not just a little stone. This was a huge boulder that went into my backpack. And it was something that I would rerun and rerun and rerun over and over again through my teenage years, into my young adult life, and even into you know, a more middle adult life for very many years, for probably 25 years after it was said, I would still be revisiting it. And I would use it to to build angst and irritation and all kinds of other emotions aimed at my dad and you know we, we had a, a challenging relationship for for many years. Then I started learning about this magical thing called forgiveness, and so I, you know I started working on the smaller stones to start with, and eventually you know there was this big boulder left that I had to look at in terms of forgiveness and I started to learn about oh okay so The only person that's suffering here is me. Well, how can that be? You know, I don't understand how that can be true, but I did the work. I did the practices, some of the things that you talked about earlier. For me, journaling is very powerful. And we'll get back to that later in this segment, but... So I started to learn about forgiveness and and I worked on it and I worked on it and I worked on it. And it certainly wasn't an instant fix. It really was one of those things that I would have to come back to and come back to and and do lots of different emotional releasing and all kinds of things. And I'll talk more about that later. But I finally got to a place where, to the best of my ability at that time, I had kind of worked through it and I was ready to actually talk to my dad about it because this had never been spoken about since. It had just been going on inside of me all of these years and so eventually i sit down with my dad and say hey you know there was this day when i was 13 you said that you were going to put me back in a children's home and he looked at me with a blank face and absolutely said i don't remember ever saying that so here's me for in excess of 25 years i have been harboring this grudge i've been creating all kinds of dis-ease and disharmony in me for this experience, this split second experience that had no impact whatsoever on my dad. It it literally, it was a moment that he said, as I say, if you've parented teenagers, you can totally get it. It was that moment, he said it, and it was over. It was only me that was suffering that pain. And I think that's just the perfect illustration that forgiveness is about setting us free from the pain of these stories we create and allowing us to move into greater joy greater peace greater harmony and it it, i'm just i really am blessed to have had that experience because it's just a brilliant illustrative story that forgiveness sets us free it's got nothing to do with the other person
0: yes it is a perfect story that we all can relate to whether it was something our parents said or Something a friend said, or a teacher, or even a stranger, and how we carry it with the story about what happened with us, and create all kinds of um, discomfort in our lives unnecessarily.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, oh. Yeah, yeah it,
1: it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting opportunity of growth and learning, and you know it it doesn't mean that we're saying that that behavior is okay. And I know, again, you talked to this in the first segment. And I just really want to pick up on that because I think that's something else that's incredibly important to speak to. Because there are some people who are going to be moving into trying to forgive some very heinous violations in all kinds of different ways. And so having worked with people who've experienced different kinds of sexual abuse and rape and that kind of thing, I, I understand that forgiveness is not always easy, and Marianne Williamson speaks to this really well. She says, forgiveness is not always easy. At times, it feels more painful than the wound we suffered to forgive the one that inflicted it, and yet there is no peace without forgiveness.
0: Mm-hmm. It feels, yeah,
1: yeah and, you know, it, it's, There is no peace without forgiveness, and it takes it back to, it, we're not saying that any behavior was okay. It's not about letting somebody off the hook other than yourself. You're the only person that's on the hook. Because no matter what somebody else, what we may perceive as a perpetrator or somebody who we've interpreted as a perpetrator, we have no idea what's going on for them and we can't do their work. But what we do know is what's going on inside of us when we're in that rage and that shame and the blame and all of the other emotions that we have going on, the anger, We can set ourselves free, we can let ourselves off the hook, and we can claim peace when we move into forgiveness.
0: Yeah, such a strong reminder, and I'm sure that in every session during this summit today, it's going to come up that forgiveness is a gift you give yourself so that you can feel at peace, so that you can move forward in the world and yeah, you just said that so, reinforced that so clearly. Mm-hmm. So the the segment for me
1: today was all about the act and the attitude. So I want to just go back from, from that story of my own experience is to think about, okay, so all of a sudden you may be like I was when I was first learning about these things. Forgiveness. Okay, I'm going to have to get my head around this. Now I know I've spoken on these summits about this magic alchemy that I'm just about to speak of. I know I've spoken about it before, but it applies in every area of life. And for me, that magic alchemy is willingness. Mm. So it, it may be that when you start to hear this idea of forgiveness and you have some big stuff in your life that you maybe have that awareness. Oh yeah, okay, so forgiveness is gonna be a gift to myself. Forgiveness is gonna set me free and bring me peace. But how do I do it? I've got no clue even where to start. So for me, the starting point is always can you be willing to forgive and sometimes you know when i'm with clients and i ask them that first question the immediate answer is no you have to recognize that when you're starting out there might be that initial well no i'm i'm not i'm just not there yet and so i was once in a in a group session with with some folks and we talked about this at length and we ended up with with being willing to be willing to be willing to be willing so you can add in <laughs> Add in as many willingnesses as you need, but just get to that place. Even if you haven't got a clue where to start, can you be willing? Can you be willing to be willing? Can you have willingnesses out of the door until you get to a place where you've just got a tiny fragment of willingness? And, and truthfully, when we bring in the spiritual element, the beauty, the alchemy of willingness is that there is this infinite intelligence in this world. And when we can just open up a tiny, tiny bit of ourselves to willingness, to be willing to forgive, then this infinite intelligence conspires to support us. Where It's like just opening a door, a fraction, even though you don't know what's the other side of the doorway. If you just will open that door the tiniest amount, this thing called life will bring you things to support you in your intention. We'll bring you things to support you in your willingness. Perhaps it's a summit just like this. Perhaps it's a, a class or the intensive that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. Perhaps it's any number of different things. But what I know and what I've seen in my own life and in the lives of many people I've worked with around the world is that as we open ourselves in willingness, as we set a new intention for change, it's remarkable how things will just literally fall in front of us that will help us on our way so we don't have to be able to see the whole path we just have to you know back to this idea we have to keep moving and for me the first step is that step of I'm willing to be willing to be willing however many it takes but that you get to that place of oh I don't have to know everything but I have to open that space in me to take the first step and the first step is I am willing
0: all day today, I'm going to be using that as a mantra. I'm willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to forgive. Yes, it's like that. I can, I can so relate to that because even though I believe in forgiveness and even though I really practice it, there are times when my answer to that question, "Are you willing to forgive?" does come out as no, and it's like, okay, no, not yet. Give me another hour.
1: yeah and all we need is time and again I think you mentioned in the first segment this idea that um, or I may have read it I was reading up some quotes and readiness for today is the idea that the intentionality of forgiveness is entirely ours but that time takes care of the forgetting think you mentioned that in that first segment that you talked about and I think that's you know that again it, it sums it up we don't have to know everything we don't have to even see a clear pathway we can set some milestones just as in your step four of driving to your new destination is setting some, some marker points but not having to necessarily know the full way. We've got an, an, an end goal in mind that we want to feel more peaceful, that we want to feel happier, that we want to feel a sense of release and relief from whatever it is that we're, we're moving from and, and forgiving. But it's, it's recognizing that right here in the infant and now, which is the only moment we ever have. Right now I need to open myself to be willing and then keep moving forward with whatever feels like the the next best step. And as I say, it may be many different things. And I would like to bring my kind of step two. we get to the willingness. And so I talked about in in telling my story, I talked about this idea of having a a backpack or as we call it in, in the UK, a rucksack. You know, we have all these different words for the same thing, but word is fascinating. But so imagine having, one of these just think for a moment of a small unforgiveness so you know something that's just a minor irritant in your life and imagine that in this 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 backpack that you have on your shoulders this is just a small pebble it's not anything too big or too heavy it's just a small pebble so I'm a great fan of creative visualization as a tool so imagine if you were to get that pebble out and then using your rich and fertile imagination Imagining in your hand, you either have a a great big hammer or even like a jackhammer, something, some technical tool. And imagine being able to break that pebble and break it and break it and break it until it turns to dust and it blows away. Mm -hmm. So that's another tool. When you think of these practical elements of the act of forgiveness, our mind thinks in, in images, even if we don't think of ourselves as visual, my predominant way of learning and experiencing the world is actually auditory. I hear, that's how I get things most clearly. That's why something like this for me is great. But we still, even even if we don't consider ourselves visual, our minds express an experience in images. And so I can, I can know that intention, even if I don't see a clear picture in my mind's eye, I can know what it would be like to crush a pebble under a great big hammer or under some, um, some electrical tool or something. I can imagine that and I can know what that would feel like. And I can sense through that imagery, a release. And so that's another tool to add to these many tools of forgiveness. I'm sure you through today's event, you're going to hear lots of practical tools. And that's just another one is use the power of your imagination to let go of things. And that's one way is imagining each of these little unforgivenesses, and we know some of them are much bigger. And some of them may need a jackhammer to to start to break them down into smaller pieces. But if you imagine just letting that go and imagine feeling a lighter sense of that backpack on your shoulders and feeling yourself rise up a little bit as that sense of relief. That's just another really practical way of thinking about letting go, thinking about, well, how do I do this forgiveness thing? There's another tool for you.
0: I love that. And as you were talking, I did actually close my eyes and imagine taking the pebble out and crushing it, smashing it, you know, all of that. And then when, it, when you said, until it's just dust, my mind actually then had my body take a deep breath and blow the dust away. Beautiful. I like to see the dust. Not be a little pile of dust, but you know, I saw myself visually blowing it away and it disintegrating and scattering, so it no longer could be put back into one form—a pebble, a rock, any of that. So I love that example. It is something we can do for ourselves to, you know, use visualizations.
1: Mhm. It's. A, I think it's an incredibly powerful tool. And it's one that's really easily forgotten. But uh, yeah, it's there's a great book by Shakti Gawain called Creative Visualization. And so if that feels like it's something that you would like to learn more about, that's probably the the go-to book when it comes to the idea of creative visualization. Brilliant book, written many years ago now, but still a brilliant book and incredibly useful. Yeah. So that's that's just you know one thing. And the other thing, and again, I know that you spoke a little to this in the first segment, Tracy. But again, I'd like to pick up on it is the idea of the other emotions that we have. Now, one of the experiences that I've really had in my own journey through this and in working with many people around the world is that sometimes it's difficult to get to a, a yes of forgiveness if we have a lot of other held emotions, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of shame, which, you know, is that's, that's just stuff that we're turning in on ourselves. And so I think it's also... An incredibly valuable um, practice and experience to work on releasing some of those emotions so that you can make more space it's kind of like it's difficult to bring forgiveness in if your emotional state if your energetic state is held with all these negative charged emotions so I'm I am a big fan of using again whether it's creative visualization whether it's writing a letter not that you would send This is not the kind of letter that you actually send to somebody and and set boundaries and that kind of thing. This is a letter that you might write to somebody and express those emotions that you maybe haven't been able to speak aloud to anybody or you've felt that have been pent up to actually express the, the angers, the resentments, the internal frustrations and just write them all down on a letter don't send it. That's very, very important. I have had one client who had finished writing her letter and was so pleased with it, she did actually send it to the other person. And in that situation, it kind of worked out, but it's not my recommendation. This is, this is a letter for releasing. This yeah. is a letter that you can then take and if you have a fire or you're in a place where you can safely have a, a fire in your yard or your garden, go and burn it. I'm, I'm a closet paramaniac really. I love that release of burning things. I think it's a very powerful symbolic practice but you could also just put it through the shredder you could put paper into water and see it dissolve you know there are lots of different ways that we can again using the imagery that our minds love so much we can then create a release ritual a a practice that actually allows us to let go of some of those emotions first and then creates more of a a kind of a vacuum space and we know that, that nature hates a vacuum so it allows you to then create space where forgiveness can come in on a much deeper level have you had a similar experience at all with that Tracy
0: oh yeah absolutely like dozens of times I, I just affirm you were right on target
1: that's excellent thank you for that so going back you know again I've mentioned that that we have lots of little unforgivenesses lots of little hurts and slights that have happened to us and within reason once we once we start to recognize okay this is this is going to help me and this hasn't got to do with anybody else I think those are you know they take some practice and we have to be committed to that but they're easier to do so what do we do with the really big hurts how do we get how did I get from this place as a 13 year old being what I interpreted and and this interpretation thing is so important so what I heard when I was told by my dad, I'm gonna put you back in the children's home. What I heard and what I immediately interpreted was, I'm not worthy, I'm unlovable, and I'm unwanted. And that was my interpretation. And I used that as a a kind of a life experience for many years, and and, and what we already know about that is, what we expect is what we're gonna experience. And so if I was coming from this place of expecting that I was unlovable and unworthy and unwanted, I had a lot of experiences that proved that to me. And as I gradually started to, to change, I was able to move beyond that. So when we think about these big things, I think it's really important to start off with not being in overwhelm. And I think that's initially certainly where I was when, when I first had this idea of of forgiving. OK, so how can I forgive somebody? who perhaps has violated me in in such a horrendous way or has breached a, a trust. And I think often those are the harder things to move into forgiveness. Now, the first place over and above the willingness is to recognize that there are lots of smaller parts. There may be one incident or a series of incidents where that took place, but in terms of what's going on internally within your own mind, there are some smaller parts we can break it into. And for me, the stories... The, what am I making, what meaning am I making up about this? That's a great place to start, is to allow yourself space where you can really start to think about this. And I would certainly, if you have a profound violation that you're working with, definitely getting some kind of professional help. I would strongly recommend, whether it's a, a counselor or a therapist of some type, but somebody that you can really talk these things through with. I think there's a, a power in that. It wouldn't necessarily be something that you would have to do all on your own but to to start to look at what meaning am i giving to this experience because for me when i started to recognize oh look at these stories i've made up about what this means about me and when i could use my mind in a different way when i could start to look at that and go is that really true i love the work of byron katie and that's one of her main questions is it true Mm-hmm. When I would look at the other evidence I have in my life, am I unlovable? Well, no, because I've worked a lot on myself and I've come to an inner sense of self-love. But what I also see is I have literally I have people all around the world who love me too. So as I have lived in my life, I've gained new evidence that say, well, even though my head may be making up this story, I can look around my life and say, well, maybe that's not true. And so for me, I think when we look at these big areas of unforgiveness and we start to break them out into component parts, it starts to make that process or process, if you're in the U.S., a lot easier.
0: I'm, I'm laughing because um, process, process, like. <laughs> We're big people. We can make the interpretation. You don't have to do all the work. Plus, some of the people listening are in the UK or in Canada, and so they're used to process and and we can we can build that bridge sometimes. <laughs> Excellent. I, I I
1: just it's that moment of recognizing that we are one, separated <laughs> by a common language. It's it always tickles me, and it just you know when we're talking about forgiveness, it's so easy for it to get heavy. And, and what I want people to know, again, from my own personal experience, is that it really can become joyful. It, it probably doesn't start off that way, and, and it probably didn't start off that way for me, but I'm at a point in my life where, as I start to recognize the places that, and they're constantly recreating, because you know, we live in this human life, it gives us so many new opportunities for forgiveness on a regular and daily basis. That it, it's, it, but it does become a joy. It does become a, a pleasurable recognition that, oh, because I know that when I forgive, I'm gonna feel better. When I start to have those awarenesses of, oh, here we go, there's something more for me to forgive here, that I can move into a place of gratitude and joy and appreciation for the experience. But as I say, it doesn't necessarily start off that way. So when we start to think about forgiveness, I know it can feel like it's a heavy thing. It feels like it's gonna be difficult. Well, again, what we believe about a situation is gonna be true for us. So in line with that willingness, could you be willing to let it be easier than you think? Could you just allow that willingness not only to forgive, but could you be willing to let it be easier than you think it might be? And just by setting that new intention, it takes us another step into a a process that's going to be less heartbreaking, less difficult, less challenging. And and as I say, still going back to that Marianne Williamson quote, forgiveness is not always easy. It does feel more painful sometimes, but it's a step-by-step process.
0: Well, and I love that you said a few minutes ago that sometimes the most challenging part of it is, not getting overwhelmed not getting overwhelmed by especially if it feels like it's something big or it's a it's an unforgiveness or a situation that we've been carrying around for years or even decades that it it's like in our brain we can't even think really i how can i how could I forgive that that's too big, not because of the emotional connection only just i who would I and again it's the it's another part of Byron Katie's the work, who would I be without that story? It's like I don't know who I would be if I gave up the story that white people hate black people because I grew up in the civil rights movement and you know saw it all happening with all of the things that happened in the U.S. around that in the 60s and 70s. So, you know, that for me was, a couple of decades ago, a really, it felt overwhelming. How can I forgive not only what I experienced personally, but what happened to thousands and thousands of millions of people so the uh, you know your point about getting beyond over being overwhelmed by this idea is um, is really striking a chord with me
1: yeah, and you know I always go back to that the the old gag of how do you eat an elephant sandwich one yes. bite at a time, you know one bite at a time and and that's the thing with with anything around forgiveness, any area of, of really of growth and learning, but when we're talking about forgiveness it's how can I look at this and break it out into smaller pieces? And also one of the things I'm just generally big on is being gentle with yourself. There's a Karen Drucker song and it, it's all about being gentle. And, and one of the, the lines is, I will only go as fast as the slowest part of me feels safe to go. Yeah. I will only go as fast as the slowest part of me feels safe to go. And again, we, what we know about this journey of forgiveness is it isn't on anybody else's prescriptive time. It is a journey that we take individually and we, we go as quickly as we can and sometimes that's going to feel like, oh, this is great. I'm making some great headway and I'm really moving forward and sometimes it's going to feel like wading through treacle and it, it's in those moments that I would strongly encourage you to just be gentle with yourself, to know that you are doing the best that you can for yourself right now and that everything comes in phases and, and it's quite natural that sometimes we have speedy moments and sometimes we have slow moments in just in our biorhythms, just in life in general. And so when we're in this journey of forgiveness, I think it's incredibly valuable to be gentle with yourself, to allow the unfolding of it in the perfect moment of time for you. And there will be, and there are people in our lives, and we all experience this, who should on us. You know, Louise Hay says you shouldn't should on yourself, and you definitely shouldn't should on other people. But there's, there's always somebody around us that was gonna say, you should be over that by now. And, you know, you just have to love them and bless them and recognize that that's their story, that's their fears and concerns. We are each on our own journey of forgiveness. There wasn't a point in my life where I could have done the forgiveness work with my dad any sooner than I did. It was the perfect moment of time for me. And so know for yourself, as you listen to this whole summit today, that you are going at the perfect pace for you, that there is no should, that there is no right or wrong. It is you being willing. It is you going at your pace, doing what you know to do for the best way that you can do it. And as I, you know, I've know, i already mentioned, I do think there's a huge amount of value if It really feels like there's a lot of areas where unforgiveness is holding you back. Do seek some professional support, even if that's the support of somebody who's a good friend that will listen without judgment and without opinion and just be there for you. Because sometimes just talking through these things can make a heck of a difference and it can really help us gain our own clarity. Clarity of desire was one of the things Tracy talked about in her first segment and so talking these things through often helps bring back clarity on a number of different levels.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm like just taking it all in. And it's, it's so great to be reminded, you know, of some of these that, for you and I may seem like the basics, But we're always going back to the basics in our own lives because things are always happening. People are always talking to us or making decisions and causing us to need to step into that place of, wait, how do I want to feel? Well, in order for me to feel good, in order for me to feel healthy, I need to give myself the gift of forgiveness, forgiving this person, forgiving this situation, Otherwise we're, otherwise, we're just recreating it.
1: Absolutely, over and over again. And, and it is, it's a constant process. And so the act and the attitude, that, that was my title for this this section. And so moving into the attitude, I know that through today, there are gonna be lots of people bringing practical tips. And you know, I think the willingness and the idea of using creative visualization to maybe crush things that are holding, that's probably enough to be going on with. But let's talk about, living in a daily attitude of forgiveness. And this is this is a two-way street. This isn't just about forgiving everybody outside. And I know that later on today, if you stick with today's whole schedule, you're going to be talking about forgiving yourself. And it's just really important to just position that, that we're not always just forgiving those outside of us. We often can be more judgmental, more critical, more down and hard on ourselves. And so there's an opportunity of forgiveness, both internal and external. And for me, living in an attitude of forgiveness is allowing that to be present with you pretty much all the time. It's like living in an attitude of love, living in an attitude of compassion. All of these things, the more you practice them, become a way of life. Now for all of the work that I do, I teach something called the three P's. And that is practice, persistence and patience so when it comes to forgiveness whether it's forgiving yourself or forgiving others and when you're living in an attitude of forgiveness it's all about practicing persistently but then being patient with yourself and being patient with the results as they unfold because uh, i don't know about you tracy but sometimes i can get awful impatient with life i want things now and i'll stamp my feet at god when they're not happening on my schedule And I, I you know, I just have to remember this divine time.
0: You, you know what I'm saying? I have seen you do this, yes, <laughs> the impatient part. But then I have seen you be really impatient with situations, with people, with whatever is going on, even with yourself. And then I have observed you take a deep breath, reflect, and move yourself out of that impatience into a more balanced place so i know that you're talking from experience and you do it for yourself which makes it easier for you to help people like me and <laughs> other and clients you work with to do it as well
1: yeah absolutely and, and it really is this, this is why i think the word i use most often in all of the work that I do is is practice because I recognize that all of these things that we talk about, they are practices. None of us are born as masters. We are all, you know, life itself is just a big practice that we get to, to practice and get better, practice and get better, practice and get better. We get into a positive feedback loop, which is a brilliant thing. And what tends to happen when we forget to practice is that we get into a negative feedback loop. Is because we're not practicing, things aren't working as well, and then we don't practice, and, and things don't work out as well. So it's always good to be in a positive feedback loop where we, we do our practices, whatever they may be, whether it's spiritual practices, whether it's practicing forgiveness, whether it's practicing self-love and compassion, but we practice, and we're persistent with that practice, and then we get patient as things unfold for our, for our good, as they unfold that we see this greater sense of peace, that we see this greater sense of calm within ourselves, that we, we feel lighter. And I, I, can, I can honestly say having worked in groups, I've worked with a lot of groups where we've done powerful forgiveness exercises. And at the end of that kind of work, I have seen people's faces change. Literally lines and crinkly bits on, on a face have, have changed as a result of release that's happened through these different tools of forgiveness, through this process of forgiveness, it truly is incredibly powerful. And if this is new for you, if you're just getting into this, that might seem like a bold claim, but I absolutely promise you, I have seen that happen so many times that when people truly tap into some deeply held stuff and get to that place of genuinely letting it go, of being in a place of forgiveness, that it transforms body, mind, and spirit on every level. It's remarkable.
0: It is remarkable. And I I said this earlier, but it strikes me again. In the last part of 2014, it just felt like so many people had this Need this desire that they were choosing to forgive, forgive themselves, and forgive others. And as I reflect on that now, it really was about what you call the three P's that people were bringing the practice into their lives. And they, I mean, so many of the clients I was working with, or it would come up in classes that they were really, you know, they were going to stick with it, that persistence you talk about. And it was requiring patience with themselves to keep working it, to keep choosing it, to keep being clear. And as you said earlier, to continue to be willing to allow it to happen and to bring more peace into their lives so everything you're saying, I, as I'm listening, I'm like, yeah, that's actually true. And that's a great description of what people are going through when they are stepping through or walking this journey toward forgiveness.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, just as you were talking there, Tracy, a, a story I heard from um, a teacher that I've worked with a little bit in England. This idea, one of the things that comes up when we talk about forgiveness is, is the idea of, of really letting go. And the way that he talks about this, I think it's very powerful and hopefully it'll be useful for our listener, is this recognition that every day of our life, we've worn a different suit of clothes. So if you imagine that you have this amazing great big um, closet wardrobe full of all these clothes that you've worn in your life so far. But you've just taken them off at the end of the day and you've stuffed them all in this closet and they're all higgledy-piggledy and it's a complete mess and you have to kind of wedge the doors to keep them closed. Well, we've lived every day of our life and, and so all of our life experience is in there, but because we haven't integrated it, because we haven't forgiven it, it's all in this cluttered mess. And so when we step into forgiveness, it's kind of like, Opening the doors, and, and I know for some people this does feel like taking the lid off Pandora's box. That there's some fear about, well, heaven knows what's going to come out if I get started on this journey. But just know for yourself that you are safe, that you are held in love. And as you open the doors and you've got this closet full of all your life's clothes, the process of forgiveness is about looking at every day's outfit. And for some of those outfits, it's just going to be really easy to throw them out. You're just going to, be able to look at that and go, Oh, yeah, no, that can go. You can, you just throw that out really easily. For some of them, you're going to, to want to just revisit that a little bit before you'll be willing to let go. And for some of it, you want to get it laundered and pressed. And then you want to put it back into the closet in a nice, tidy, orderly fashion. Because those are things that serve you, that, that have brought gifts even in their level of of forgiveness that's been required but there are still things there that serve and support you that have created foundational principles and beliefs and different things that are good for you so that's just another kind of way of thinking about every day that we've lived we don't necessarily have to let it go completely but what we need to do and what forgiveness allows us to do is to integrate to allow every bit of the experience that we've had to be integrated in a healthy whole and complete way so that it's not creating any kind of mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual pain in our lives anymore. So that we really can be in a place of freedom without any um, of these magical buttons that get pressed. Again, another Marianne Williamson quote that I absolutely love and I use all the time. She said that, I may be pressing your buttons, but I didn't install them.
0: Yes, I love that quote. <laughs> and, and
1: so what we're saying here is is we have an opportunity to actually, through forgiveness... We're taking the charge out of those buttons. It's like unplugging them so that they're no longer points of irritation, that they're no longer things that set us off in a a negative kind of way. And just, I just loved that idea of having this closet full of clothes so that I don't have to necessarily disregard everything that I've ever experienced, but I have this process through using all these different forgiveness tools. I have the opportunity to clean out my closet and to have structure and organization and, integration in a way that really serves and supports my holistic well-being and I'm all about that.
0: Yeah you just made me think about yeah we do spring cleaning and we periodically do clean out our closets and or we clean out the refrigerator you know every few months for things that we didn't realize or remember were there or yeah, we in our in other parts of our physical life, we have patterns of cleaning out what no longer serves us. And forgiveness is just a way to do that emotionally, cleaning out our emotional closet and releasing that which no longer serves us so that we can see clearly what is there in our lives that is Moving us toward who we want to be and how we want to be.
1: Mm, Absolutely, yeah, that's a perfect synthesis, Tracy. Thank you for that. It it really is that that simple. In one way, it's not always easy. You know, like so many of these things that we talk about, (laughs) the principles and the concepts, they're simple. The the practical application isn't always easy. And and so again, I just come full circle back to that idea of really being gentle with yourself and allowing it to unfold. Because I can be a, an impetuous and an impatient person, I want to, to get to the end results more quickly than is sometimes good for me. And so I, I, I just share that knowing with everyone to, to say that we are, even if it doesn't always feel like it, we are actually going at the perfect pace for us. Even if we want things to go a little bit more quickly or sometimes even if we want to kind of put the brakes on them and we feel a little bit out of control, but it's allowing a sort of a sense of trust in this, this infinite intelligence that is this thing we call life that, that is moving us along and that we still have that opportunity to say, okay, I'm just going gonna, gonna to hold myself. I'm really going to be gentle with myself in this moment. And I'm just going to allow that, that next unfolding as I, as I break these seemingly big things into smaller pieces and I just work through those bits, bits at a time. And again, I just as another kind of top tip, and I know again you mentioned it in your first segment, Tracy, I do find journaling to be an incredibly useful practice. It's one of my favorite things to do. If I'm trying to work through something, if I found myself, as I have recently found myself putting my foot in it in a rather big way, one of the things I do go to is journaling, is to actually kind of talk to myself on a piece of paper and, and work through, okay, what's really going on for me? What's happening here? What do I need to understand from a different perspective? And for me, journaling has always been an incredibly powerful tool. So I definitely support that idea that get yourself a nice, clean new journal if you're going to start on a new practice of forgiveness and um, make it pretty. You know, I just picked up a nice one. I love purple. So I just managed to pick up a new journal with a purple cover. I'm very pleased about that. And I've even got a purple pen Get something that feels good to <laughs> you. And it can help you, right? You know, you know this, Tracy, that when yeah. you've got things that feel good, it makes the whole process so much easier.
0: Exactly. So before we close out, I just want to give people um, some information about about this series and the other stuff that's going on related to forgiveness hosted by Reclaim Joy. And so in this series today, there are five segments, and uh, Juliet has referred to the four steps toward forgiveness. But there are also other sessions that you can tap into, I Forgive Me, a session on forgiving family, And another session to close out the day that is focused on a tool that really works that uh, Dr. Harry Morgan Moses has been using for many, many years with clients as well as in his own life. So um, if you're enjoying this session, tap into here one of the other sessions, and um, you can find links to them at focus2015.info. And there's a tab for classes, and you'll see a tab related to this summit. And in uh, a couple of weeks, we'll be also starting a two-week virtual lab called Focus on Forgiveness with multimedia options for you. You'll get webinars. You'll have links to all of the sessions from the summit. You'll get a workbook and journal and coaching calls and a whole bunch of other stuff you can read about on the website so if you've got something specific you'd like to forgive, or if you simply want to enhance your skills and and apply Juliet's four or three P's, practice, persistence, and patience, then I invite you to go to the website and find out more about that. So we have about five minutes remaining, Juliet, and I... <laughs> Uh, Right before, you know, you were saying about journaling, really use it to understand yourself. And I was reminded of a client I worked with last year who started journaling, and she was so excited about journaling, and it was making her feel so good. And, And I was just talking to her about it. It wasn't even a primary focus of our time together And she said, I said, yeah, well, you know, what kinds of things are you journaling about that are giving you that experience? And she said, yeah, I journaled about, I wrote five pages yesterday about all the things my boss is doing wrong and why I, you know, all the things he does that piss me off. And and it just felt so good afterwards. (laughs) And so we ended up having this conversation about, well, okay, well, you got that out. Kind of like, what Juliet, what you refer to as writing a releasing letter, but then we talked about how journaling really is for your internal processing of yourself and what you really want and how you really want to be. And so I saw her about two months later <clears throat> at a different at an event. We weren't doing a coaching session, and she pulled me aside and she said, "Oh." Well, after I stopped regurgitating what was wrong with everybody else, I took your advice and I started writing about who I want to be. And now I love journaling even more.
1: Mm, That's beautiful. That is just – and, yeah, it is is one of those things that I think – it allows well from from a very scientific point of view it's it's a bit like talk therapy when we're journaling and we're we're actually accessing a different hemisphere of our brain from when we're just thinking the thoughts that we think in our head to when we start to write them down we access different wisdom we access a different part of our brain and that just allows new insights and so for me it definitely is a very powerful powerful tool there's one um, one more quote that I have for us for today that I think is a, a great one to kind of Bring this segment to a close and it it comes from a, a brilliant man from Martin Luther King jr. And what he says is we must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive She who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us when we discover this we are less prone to hate our enemies and I just think, again, that, that speaks to this idea of forgiveness, of, of recognizing that we're all human, that, you know, sometimes we foul up and say, I've had to put my hands up in a big way in this last week or so, because I really did make a huge error. And so there was some, some forgiveness in all kinds of directions that, that called forth through me. But it's recognizing that when we allow this capacity to forgive, to grow within us, we're allowing ourselves to recognize the humanity in others and in ourselves, and it really does engender a greater sense of compassion all the way around. So it's powerful for so many different reasons.
0: I love that quote. <laughs> I love that quote. And, um, and yeah, your comments about it in terms of Forgiving others and forgiving ourselves is so perfect for the theme for today, focus on forgiveness. So I think that's actually a good place to end because there are things going on in my mind that would take us into another 15 minutes of conversation. (laughs) And we don't have 15 minutes because we really want to honor the time of everyone who has dialed in and everyone who listens to the recording expecting a one-hour a one time frame. So, Juliet, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, from the top of my heart, from, from all parts of me, thanking you for saying yes to sharing your brilliance with our listeners today.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Tracy. And, and for anybody who wants to find out a little bit more about me, you can go to julietvorster.com. Nice and easy, julietvorster.com. And I'm widely available on social media, so come track me down.
0: Yes, yeah, so and why don't you spell that, please?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so Juliet is the same as Romeo and Juliet. It's J-U-L-I-E-T. And Vorster, it's a good South African name. It's V-O-R-S-T-E-R, julietvorster.com.
0: And if for some reason you're not able to remember that or find it, there will be a link at focus2015.info with the links for Juliet, Brenda, and Harry Morgan Moses because it is my desire that you find out more about them and the amazing things they are doing in the world and not just stop at what insight you get from them in these brief sessions together. Thanks, everybody, for dialing in and listening to this Focus on Forgiveness hosted by ReclaimJoy.com. My name is Tracy Brown, and until we see or talk to each other again, remember, no matter what situation you're in, you can find joy from within. Bye for now.